You know, so often as parents, we're thinking about how how do we talk to our kids about this or that or the other thing. But let's flip that and say, how do we get our kids to, to talk to us? Ooh. So we're going to talk about that. Let's get into that. Before we jump into today's episode, we just wanted to share a few things with you. First, we'd like you to like this episode and then subscribe to our podcast. If you're doing that on YouTube, also hit the bell notification so that you know when we post anything new and then share this with somebody that you feel like would be this would be beneficial for. That's right. If you would like to support our show further, uh, we would welcome that. You are welcome to do that at anchor.fm slash marriage by design to check out your options for supporting the program financially. Otherwise, guys, the links to our social media are always in the description of every video. So feel free to check those out there. And now let's get to the show. Hey, I'm Andrea Warnock. I'm Nathan Warnock, and you have reached us for Family Friday on the Marriage by Design podcast. This is a show that we do every week where we talk about God's design for our family, for our parenting, for the raising of our children, as well as practically how we can live that out in our own families. This is definitely more of a practical episode. Love and it. so we're going to be talking about how to get our kids to talk to us as a parents. Yeah, you know, I think great. I think that can be and just to preface, the oldest child we have is nearly 13 so we're oh, only i know we're only just entering those teenage <laughs> so, years ourselves so we're about to see if any of this works so i'm just saying it's not like we're coming at this from a lot of experience with this but we've done we've we've looked into this a lot spent a lot of time researching and also just going off of us remembering what it's like to be kids ourselves yeah. you know yep. and talking to some talking to some other people too so uh, I'm just being very honest that I'm not saying like, oh, we've raised five teenagers and they've all talked to us and it's been great. So, right. But I think this, these, I think this will work even with the teen, especially the the torture one you're going to talk about. Yeah, right. Or I think it'll just work, torture work really them well. until they talk to us. That's going to be good. So anyway, um, we are going to yeah talk about how to get or keep our kids talking to us throughout their throughout their growing up years it's not just of course it's not just the teenage years but that seems to be what a lot of kids you're just going through a lot at that point right you're trying to figure out who you're gonna be so weird yeah it's a a lot who you are a lot going on and yeah some of us don't grow up out of those years (laughs) okay (laughs) i wish i still looked like a teenager but you look like a teenager to me great thanks maybe we should wrap this up early (laughs) You're so weird. <laughs> All right, babe. Let's okay, so I got? just have some, some again, some like research and discussions and all that about how to how to get or keep our kids talking to us. So one thing is, make sure that we need to as parents to make sure that we're talking to our kids at all all the ages. So <clears throat> a great thought is, you know, when they're really young and talking to us about really kind of insignificant maybe dumb things sometimes if we're dismissing them right that's going to be what they had come to know you know and 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 same thing with if they're coming to us wanting us to engage with them or play with them or whatever and if we're constantly dismissing them and no i don't want to do that or when they're talking to us not really listening and scrolling on our phones or 
whatever it is, that's going to be what they get used to then. And they'll stop asking. Right. <clears throat> uh, psychologically, like studies wise, this is one of the biggest problems with the cell phone mm. generation is yeah. our, our children are learning tragically at a very young age that if you want to say something, learn something or hear something, you go to your phone. Mm. And so, you know, kids, particularly young kids, are born with this idea of, hey, if I want to know something, say something, or learn something, I verbalize it. And who do you verbalize it to? Well, the people that are there with me all the time and have been from the beginning. It's why kids at a young age go through the why. Right? Mom, why is the sky blue? Why? Why? Why is this? Why is this? Why is this? And it's really easy for us to go, just can you just be quiet for yes. a while? <clears throat> but we need to be really careful not to do that. And the other thing is when our kids are constantly trying to talk to us and we're just looking at our phones, what a lot of kids are learning is, hey, there's something in that magic box that he or she's holding. And it's more important than And me. it's more important than me and I want to know what that is. <clears throat> and then when they get to the point where they can start doing that themselves, they're turning over to technology instead of turning over to you. Yeah. Yep. So it's important at, at any age to be talking with your kids, make sure that they know that they're important to be listened to and to hear what they have to say. And yeah, they're, right. they're important. And if right. you're starting that at a young age, then they know that going forward. Whereas if you kind of dismiss them when they're young and then at some point decide, oh, now they're old enough to really start having yeah, having it. significant conversations with then I'm it might be hard to come back from that really to where you want to be so right so at any age it's good then a great way to really start conversation is to just ask questions and those could be yep. anything sometimes at least for our kids we find that those like typical questions question starters sometimes can be good but a lot of times kind of end up wah-wah with our kids, you know. Um, they want to talk about things that they're interested in. And some, yeah, sometimes that is some really good, like, interesting, unique question starters. It can be for our older ones. But it's, you know, they usually want to talk about things that they are, that they have interest in or sure. that they're doing or, sure. or whatever. So, you know, ta saying like, oh, what's your favorite color? They're going to answer that and move on. Right. So, yeah, that's uh, good. But, but answer, asking more open-ended questions, I think, is what you're talking about. Right. Like, hey, what, what's something you learned today? Yeah, because when I ask, hey, how was school, you know the answer I get? It's probably what 99.9% .9 of you get. It was good. It was good. Now, I have, I have children who a lot of times go deeper than that. But that's their initial response. It's good. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. So <clears throat> let's be asking questions. Like, what... If it's school, what uh, you could ask, what did you learn, or what was a highlight of your day? What right. it, was there anything that was really difficult? Are you are you struggling to really grasp a concept in school or whatever? Right, and if you have, not that we do, but I've heard there are kids that tend to get really focused on themselves. <laughs> um, then you. Make a habit of asking questions like, if your kids are home together all day, what's one thing you learned about your sister today? Yeah. Right? Or what's one thing your brother did that impressed you? 
Yep. Right. It, it helps to get our kids thinking about those around them instead of just their own singular experience. And as your kids get older, a really great question to ask, and it may really help them start thinking in a way that they've never thought of, is how do you feel about that? You know, if they yep. say, I, I wasn't picked for the the dodgeball team today by the team I want to be picked by probably my my natural response would be to say oh I'm so sorry that happened I'm sure next time whatever you know but a great question to ask would be how do you feel how do you feel about that and that could really open them up to thinking I don't know that I really thought about that right well let's you know and you can kind of process that with them and help them to understand their own feelings about life even good things too you know oh i don't know what it is you can ask them how do you feel about that what how'd that make you feel right so questions like that that are open-ended they can't just make one usually can't just have one answer and move on right now an underlying thing in all of this is then you are actively listening to their response Totally. So, you know, and it's not just listening, but actively listening, making eye contact, nodding, you know, those kinds of things. Um, And, you know, I'm not trying to talk down to anyone that's watching this, but you'd be amazed how many people don't realize that they actually are really bad Mm -hmm. at actively listening. Yeah. Um, Like don't jump in with saying something all the time either. Right. Just let them talk. Yeah. And then uh, and then respond when they burn out. And some of these deeper level questions I have found my kids seem to be almost processing while they're talking. And it's so good because they're not. They're not really filtering what they're saying because they're trying to think as they're talking. Right. About it. So some of those deeper level things are really great. Right. Another another way to keep your kids talking is to really try hard to not offer too much advice or judgment about what the things that they have to say. So, you know, as parents, of course, we have a lot of advice for our kids and we have a lot of things that we're thinking about. Uh, well, I wish you had done that or done sure. that differently or whatever. But I have found, again, like you were just saying, the more I keep my mouth shut, the more my kids talk. And they fill in the gaps of space, of quiet. And so there are lots of things that, especially as our 12-year-old gets older and older, there are lots of things that I would like to say about, oh, maybe you should have done that. Or, (laughs) or, I'm not sure I like that. But unless it's a really, you know, unless it's a deal that needs to be made a deal, I really try hard to not give advice unless he's asking or not pass on my judgment you know not let him know if i think if i'm thinking something kind of judgy about what he's saying sure because that'll get him to clam up right as they get older it seems like that gets them to clam up and they you know things that things that they're excited about, I want to be excited about. Even if it's something I think is dumb or something that I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. If it's not, you know. So so try to try to keep your advice and opinions to yourself more. It's good. Um this is a this is a cringy thing that I hear from parents. I hear from some parents like it's my job to embarrass my my kids. 
And it really makes me cringe because I think that that can, unless there are some children who think that's really funny, but if you have children who are sensitive to that, please don't do that because that will cut off their desire to connect with you. Because they're afraid you're going to embarrass them. Because they're afraid you're going to embarrass them. So, um, you know, just, we just need to be careful with that. There's a verse. I'll go to it here just a second. Oh, I wasn't prepared. Um, that talks about not exasperating our children. Yeah. Um, of course I scrolled past it, but don't, it says Ephesians 6, 4, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. You know, trying to embarrass our children unless they think that's funny is probably provoking them, probably making them angry. And so just being careful to not do that in order to respect them, because the more you, because if somebody's feeling respected, they're more likely to talk to you, talk to you. Right. So just being careful with that, I think is, is important. Um, Something that I remember my mom saying, and it's really great, is to use your captive audience to your advantage. So when your kids are in the car, they're a captive audience. And you should use that to your advantage. Talk to them. Um, when you're putting them to bed, they're a captive audience. And oddly, that seems to be the time that our kids want to talk to us is when they're going to bed, being put to bed, whatever. Even my almost 13-year-old will want to sit with me in bed, either mine or his. And like that's the time when it's time for him to go to bed, that's the time that he wants to talk. And it may be because they're the kids are just trying to stay up later. I don't know. But, but really, who cares? Doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, not that we're making this an every night event of an hour or whatever. But but okay. I'll play your game. If you want to talk sometimes and it's bedtime, yeah, I'm here to listen. Yeah. That works for yeah. me. Yeah. Totally. If that's if you're willing to do it, I'm willing to listen. And again, it's not like, oh, uh, yeah, sure, every night you can just take over for as long as you want. And I'm just going to sit here and listen to it. You know, we have things going on sometimes, so it's not always possible. But sure. But uh, I am happy to let them stay up later sometimes if they're wanting to talk. So um, <laughs> I do remember one of my mom's friends said (laughs) this has nothing to do with talking to your children but it reminded when i was talking about captive audience in your car she said her daughter and her friends would sit in the back seat and she was up driving of course and she would turn the music up really loud in the back and her daughter would think that the music was loud everywhere so they would talk loud to talk to each other but the mom would turn the the music down really low <laughs> up front Devious. so she could hear the kids talking in the back because they Devious. were talking loud thinking that you know it was loud everywhere anyway that's really, really funny, funny it actually. always cracks yeah, me up that's funny okay so um another thing is to get involved in what they like i find that when we are when we are doing things either side by side with our kids that they're interested in or yeah. we're just more intentional when we're more intentional to find the things that they enjoy and be yep. involved in that maybe yep. it's not right in the moment that they're talking to us but they just ha- they're just more open their hearts seem to just be more open to us right and so getting involved in the things that they like that may be something that you're totally uninterested in 
and that totally bores the heck out of you. But these are your kids and these, right. they don't need to know that you don't like it. Right. But it's important to make that connection because right. the more connection you make with your kids, of course, the more willing they're, the more naturally willing they're going to be to open up to us. That's good. Okay. Um, open up to, to them yourself. Be known. Yeah. Be willing to let your kids know who you are. Right. So with boundaries. Yes. Age absolutely. Boundaries. Yes. Boundaries. But there, there have been times where I'm struggling with something and I'll tell my kids about it. Sure. And, um, or sometimes I'm overwhelmed by something and I'm crying and, you know, I'll cry in front of them and I'm not trying to have them fix it, but, but it's okay for them to, to know I'm a real human being that has really, real emotions and I go through real things too. And so I sometimes can talk about, man, I'm really struggling with this decision or this issue or again, appropriately for my kids and not in a way that I'm expecting them to fix it or take on the burden themselves. But, um, just in a way of trying to be, let my kids know me too. Yeah. This borders on a show we have slated for the next couple of weeks on family Friday about the fine line we walk as parents between being a parent and being a friend and how you get two very different opinions. Some people that say, I'm not, it's, it's, it's not your job to be your kid's friend. And what they mean is, you shouldn't ever make an effort to be your kid's friend. You're just there to be a disciplinarian. Mm. And then the other side of it, which is like the most important thing is that you're your kid's friends and all of that. Um, and, uh, Did you say and, we didn't? No, I said that's one we have slated oh, yes. to do in the next say, couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, and, and this kind of rubs up against that because <clears throat> there are people that go, well, it's none of my kid's business, the things I'm struggling with. I'm mm. not trying to have them be my friend. Uh, but <clears throat> also, you are trying to train them up. And, and you know, I, I would tend to agree that it might not be my job to be my kid's friend, but that doesn't mean I can't do that too. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, yep. it's good. That's it's a good point. point. And then the last thing is, to talk about the things of the Lord, right? That's something that's so important to us. Yeah. And I, of course, hope it's something that's important to my kids too. Right. But I'm being known to my children if I'm talking about thing, the things of the Lord. And I'm commanded to do that. So right. Deuteronomy 6, 6 through 7 says, the, These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up. You know the the things of the Lord should be things that were that were are weaved into conversation just consistently right. in your home, right? And and so that alone is something that's binding. You know, we we know that the Lord binds our hearts together, and um, and so talking about the Lord and talking about the Bible and and our faith and our belief and maybe even our struggle sometimes with with the lord um is what we're commanded to talk about right and uh is helpful in in opening up our hearts to each other and if it's something that's really important to you and you pray of course that it's really important to your children then we should be talking about that right right yeah and uh, man go back and read 
Joshua and Judges, which are the books that directly follow that the the book that had this mm-hmm. verse in it, because the Israelites did not take this seriously, and man, did they not pay for it, because they just kept like within a gen, there'd be a generation that would rise up, and they would have to fight for 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 their freedom, for um, their right to worship the Lord, and they would win that. Uh, through God's provision. And then usually within about a generation or maybe two mm-hmm. after that, they would the people of Israel would be right back in their idol-worshiping ways, which tells me they were not passing this down from one generation to the next. Right. And, and man, let's not, let's not allow that to be the story of totally. our families. Totally. Yep, I agree. So those are just some, again, practical ways it's really of... Good, babe. of how to keep to get or keep our kids talking to us and keeping that that communication and that real not just about facts but really about their hearts open to us hopefully through their whole life right so so what do you do with your kids do you have thoughts on ways that you have maintain communication with your kids you know maybe your kids are adults now maybe you're going through the teenage years currently or maybe you have those on the horizon with younger kids but we would love to have you share with the community what it is that you do to try and maintain open communication with your children i believe that we all benefit from uh, hearing from the community so please let us know what what it is that you do uh other than that guys thank you so much for joining us always appreciate you taking your time to listen to our uh, Marriage by Design podcast. We'll have another episode come out for you on Marriage Monday, on this coming Monday, a Marriage Monday episode. Until then, remember, God is for your family. Have a great weekend.